To all the equity contrarians, welcome to another episode of Equity Breakdown, where you'll find short, no bullshit overviews of public companies. Now, we are living in a golden age of massive technology disruption spanning from blockchain technology, genome sequencing, artificial intelligence, robotics, energy storage, and the topic for today, 3D printing. The manufacturing industry is a 12.8 trillion monster that is primed for change. A new method is necessary that ensures domestic supply chains, custom designs of products at mass scale, and green production. Now, 3D printing is back on the radar to bring about this revolution and bridge the gap between design and production, empowering designers, and producing products with new architectures and, more importantly, less waste. There are many players who have existed in this space for a while, but without the ability to break to the level above and achieve mass production. Today, we will break down a company called Desktop Metal, ticker symbol, soon to be DM, a company that wants to revolutionize 3D printing by introducing mass scale production. Now, Desktop Metal is a manufacturing company that produces metal 3D printing systems. The company is leading the industry with additive manufacturing technologies with a focus on the production of end use parts. Desktop Metal was created in 2015 by a team of renowned experts in material science, mechanical engineering, metallurgy to advance metal 3D printing to be faster, less complex, and affordable to be used in the most scalable fashion. The company delivers a solution that starts from the production development to ultimately mass production across various industries, making it the first 3D company that is focused on volume production of end-use parts instead of just design and prototyping. Now, the company will aim to change the way parts of almost all materials are designed, manufactured, and sold around the world. They want to accomplish this feat with key technology platforms. So they have four important platforms here that will define the success of their future. The first one is production system. So this is the first 3D printing system for mass production. The single pass jetting technology makes it the fastest metal 3D printer in the world with the highest capacity. This is scheduled to ship out in uh, H2 of 2021. The system ensures excellent part quality, competitive part costs, repeatability, and supports a variety of metals as inputs. So this is the first of a kind in the 3D printing space. Then we have the studio system. So specifically here, it, this is the world's first office-friendly system designed to 3D print uh, for the shop floor. Engineer teams can produce high complex parts without leaving an office at 10x less cost than traditional metal 3D printers. The system uses bound metal deposition and does not require lasers and powders. With power, internet connection, and CAD, you will be able to produce immediately. The studio has been shipping in volume since Q4 2018, uh, and, and specifically, the key phrases to remember here for the studio system are high-quality parts, easy to use, and designed for the office. Then we have shop system. This one provides additive manufacturing to the machine shop market. Businesses can produce batches of complex and used metal parts. The system is easy to use and operate and ensures high productivity of 10x the speed legacy PBF additive manufacturing. So volume commercial shipments are scheduled to begin Q4 2020. And finally, fiber. So this is the first desktop 3D printer to produce high-resolution parts with aerospace industrial-grade fiber composite tape. 
Customers can print strong, stiff parts in a broad range of materials using industrial automated fiber placements uh, processes. This particular product is scheduled to ship in volume Q4 of 2020 as well. So it's quite obvious that these four platforms are uh, in itself revolutionary and together will offer various different channels of customers to, to market through and commercialize. It, it's also important to note here that the company has software, uh, which is important in streamlining the process of setting up to print and ordering the composite materials that are required for the particular systems. Uh, on top of that, uh, they have 120 plus patents issued or, pat or, or pending. So the company's mission is to make 3D printing accessible to all engineers, designers, and manufacturers. Now, the global manufacturing industry is a $12 trillion behemoth, which is practically 60% of the U.S. GDP. Currently, there are significant limitations in conventional machine methods for manufacturing. High upfront costs of tools and equipment, long lead times for design and production, design limitations, lack of customization, waste, minimum order quantities to achieve cost efficiencies, and many more. 3D printing, or additive manufacturing, has emerged as a solution. The following benefits stem from the use of 3D printing. Design flexibility, assembly consolidation, supply chain evolution, sustainability, mass customization, and of course, end-use production. Pretty soon, consider majority of your products in the future to be created through 3D printing. According to research from ARC, 3D printing will revolutionize manufacturing growing to $97 billion in 2024 at an average annual rate of 65%. In its infancy, 3D printing 1.0 was focused on design and prototyping, which lacked scale. Now, 3D printing 2.0 has emerged with its primary focus on mass production and end-use parts. According to EMY Global Survey, 83% of industrial businesses planning to apply 3D printing technologies, which resulted in a spending boom that has doubled from $6 billion to $12 billion from 2016 to 2019. And you can see here in this chart that I've uh, presented in my newsletter that 3D printing is broken out into three segments, parts, materials, and printers and services. Now, desktop metal is positioned to lead the industry in deploying 3D technologies for scalable and end-use production. That is the emphasis here, scalable and end-use production. The company provides easy-to-use, high-quality, integrated manufacturing solutions built on hardware, software, materials, and services. The legacy 3D technologies have reached high penetration in the 12.5 billion prototype market. Desktop metal has a TAM of 490 billion with growth expected to transform from $12 billion in 2019 to $146 billion by 2030. So ARC created an analysis here, and they've established that the market potential for prototypes is around $12 billion, molding tools around 30, and end-use parts is $490 billion. So it's quite important here to understand that there is a huge opportunity for desktop metal. Now, in terms of the business landscape here, how does desktop metal generate its revenue and what is its business model? So it generates revenue from the sales of their products. Studio Systems was their first product that was shipped in Q4 of 2018. To date, the company has generated 86% of the revenue from selling Studio System with consumables such as metallic ceramic materials and 14% from software and support services. So the company is in the late stages of developing the other three additional 3D systems that I mentioned above, which have already been installed in early customers. 
Now, desktop metal markets and sells 3D solutions through a global distribution network. So that's how they commercialize their product. The team is heavily resourced towards product development. And as a result, majority of the revenue results through sales to resellers who in return, resell the company's products and provide services to the customers. So based off of that, the following customer landscape is created through Desktop Metals platform. First, you have the primary customers, our global distribution network of 80 resellers experienced in the 3D space and across 60 countries. So the network is very well distributed across the globe. Customers range from automotive, uh, aerospace, healthcare, consumer products, heavy industry, and machine design. No single customer accounts for more than 10% of the revenue. Now, some key customers here to note are BMW and Ford who have provided strategic investments, Adidas, Bosch, Google, US Army, Lockheed Martin, and Stanley Black & Decker. It's also important to note here that 89% of the revenue is generated in North America and Europe with a lot of potential across the rest of the world. Now, Desktop Metal has classified a series of core strengths to dominate the additive manufacturing space. The most obvious one is their technology platform. So the company has three core key printing process innovations that are unique to the market. So that's single pass jetting, bound metal deposition, and micro automated fiber placements. So if you're certainly interested, please dive into these particular technologies and learn more throughout Google just to get an idea of what they are. And if there's competitors that are also trying to operate within that same space. The company has developed proprietary sintering technology, which means to compact and form solid objects with software to make strong end use products in an office setting. Now, most uh, second competitive uh, advantage here is their team. The team is founder led with majority being engineers in mechanical engineering, material sciences, software, robotics, and industrial design. More than 25 employees hold PhDs. And finally, we also have here the global distribution network. So the network of resellers is global with vast experiences across digital modeling and 3D printing. The network brings with existing base of customers and supports all commercial functions to generate revenue. So those are your top three competitive advantages. Then we can dive into three additional ones. Diverse product portfolio. So again, they're offering four system solutions that are defensible and difficult to replicate. So very few competitors can go in and essentially design these same systems. And the most important part here, they're office friendly, entry level, low volume production of metal parts to industrial and high end mass production. That is the key phrase that you'll find throughout this uh, post. On top of that, printer speeds and turnkey solutions. So the production system can achieve speeds of 12,000 cubic centimeters per hour. Uh, sounds fast. I don't know much about uh, that from uh, since I don't have that engineering background, but uh, they are considered to be top tier and they can print millions of parts per year. More importantly, the company also maintains consistency and accuracy. Additionally, with software and a special furnace, it enables customers with minimal 3D printing experience or materials expertise to process complex metal parts entirely in-house without third-party equipment required. And finally, green manufacturing. So the company delivers mass-scale production with near-zero waste. The vast majority of metal is transformed into parts and the powder produced is reusable. Now we'll dive into some uh, competitive uh, individuals in the market, as well as uh, some operational risks. So in terms of competition, so desktop metal is active in the metal filament uh, space, uh, filament space and the binder jetting space. So we have BASAF, APM, Tritative, and then we also have HP, Stratus, 
uh, Stratasys, Digital Metal, 3DO, and X1 as potential competitors. Now, it's important to note here that HP has metal 3D printing systems in development, likely to be a binder jetting system as well. Uh, then we have the fact that the business model depends on recurring revenue. So purchasing input materials, uh, metal materials, or related service contracts to be incorporated in future 3D printing system orders is essential. So customers are sensitive to pricing and demand needs need to continue for the production systems, which directly impact the input metal materials. So recurring revenue here uh, is going to be based off of the materials that they purchase to operate the systems, as well as uh, the services uh, that are required to to maintain it uh, and and for op, uh, updates as well. So that's important to note here because again, producing purchasing an actual platform system, one of those four products I listed, that's a one time thing uh, that's going to happen for majority of the customers. Uh, then you have dependence on network of resellers. So company does not have channels that directly sell to end customers. Heavy dependence on the 80 resellers places the commercial efforts at heavy risk if those relationships were to fall apart. Then finally, we have the reservations of the production system may not convert to orders. So currently, there are 90 plus reservations with shipment visibility through the first half of 2024. That's what's estimated. So the current economic climate created by COVID and future uh, economic situations the, and price points does create risk with customers' ability to follow through on the purchases. So the production system is necessary for mass production. So as a result of that, while their reservations, there may be a risk that they don't turn out to uh, come to fruition. We'll finally now have the opportunity to jump into the team here. So the company is still founder-based and is composed of the following key members. So you have Rick Fulop, he's the founder and CEO. He was GP at uh, Northbridge Venture Partners and founder of A123 Systems, uh, which was Boston's largest IPO and one of the largest automotive lithium-ion suppliers in the world. Then you have Steve Billow, uh, the current president. Prior, Billow served as VP and CTO of Inkjet Solution of Electronics. Uh, we also then have uh, Jonah Meyerberg. He's a co-founder and CTO. So prior, Meyerberg served as director of technology for A123 Systems. And finally, Leo Hendry Jr., chairman and CEO of Treen Acquisition Group. So Hendry is an accomplished leader and investor. He has served as CEO of AT&T Broadwind, CEO of Global Center Incorporated, and CEO of the Yes Network, and recognized as one of the cable industry's 25 most influential executives. So this is a great investment partner to have on your side as the company achieves commercial scale. Uh, it's important to note that six of the co-founders, uh, the company is established with six co-founders, and four out of the six are MIT professors. Now, in terms of the existing desktop metal shareholders, majority of that will be retained in the company, 74%, with SPAC trust shares at 12%, founder shares at 2%, and pipe equity at 11%. So this will be maintained by the uh, founders uh, and, and the original shareholder teams of desktop metal, which is a very key element here. Now, the company's post-merger with TRNE, Treen, will have an implied enterprise value of $1.8 billion, representing 1.9 times 2025 revenue. So the company has achieved $26.4 million in revenue for the year 2019, which was a 2,457% increase over the $1 million earned in 2018. Uh, this 
Instant increase is a direct benefit from a full year of product shipment. So don't let that percentage fool you there. More recently, the company earned 5.5 million in six months ended June 30th, 2020, resulting in a negative 54% drop year over year from the 12.1 million. Now the drop in sales in 2020 was related to the COVID economic shutdown. However, the company is expected to hit 15 to 25 million in 2020 and they're forecasting 941 million by 2025. And they're basing this off of already the committed uh, reservations of the production systems that have been placed uh, in order. As of December 31, 2019 and 18, the company's net losses were 103.6 million and 121.4 million. So again, the company's not profitable at the moment. Gross margins for the business were also negative 24.4 million. Now the company is expected to achieve positive gross margins by 2021 of 19.8 million, which represents about 25.6% uh, gross profit margin and uh, 508 million, which will be around 54% by 2025. So that essentially transforms into a hard mar high margin business. Now the business is asset light with completed manufacturing systems ready for delivery. Reservations amounting to 500 million of revenue is scheduled in the span of five years. So that's important to note here. Um, on top of that, post-transaction, the company will be equipped with $625 million of cash, and they currently have $9.9 million in debt. So not too much in debt uh, relative to where what they are specifically for the high-tech company that, they, uh, uh, that they're producing here. Uh, and then on top of that, they are armed for a lot of movement coming through with that $625 million in cash. Um, as noted, uh, revenues expect in 2025 to be about 941 million. That represents about a 211% CAGR. Gross profits are about 508 million in 2025, which is about 54% margin. EBITDA is expected to be around 268 million, which represents about a 28.5% margin. And the company will have free cash flow around 230 million, which will be about 200% CAGR. So in, compared to their enterprise value and revenue for 2025, they're 1.9x um, that revenue amount. Now, Desktop Metal plans to continue growth through the following strategies. The first one here, as I alluded to with the cash, strategic acquisitions. The company is equipped with cash to accelerate market penetration and build a long virtuous cycle between parts, uh, materials, and printers. This will help achieve vertical integration. So you have 10 plus opportunities in contract, 60 plus opportunities, which amount to about 2 billion revenue uh, identified. So expect a lot of movement in this space and a lot of consolidation. Uh, number two here, expand service related to parts. The company intends to manufacture parts for sale to customers. This will allow customers with low capex abilities to purchase parts before fully integrating in-house production through the platform systems desktop metal offers. And finally, extend distribution channels. So the company will increase its direct sales efforts to expand its footprints with 400, 14, uh, Fortune 500 companies, and the majority of the networks are focused on North American Europe. Currently, the company is generating only 11% in Asia Pacific with strong opportunities in Middle East and Africa. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this breakdown of desktop metal. This is actually one of uh, my favorite companies that will certainly be on my portfolio starting tomorrow. Um, the company is positioned for strong growth. I know 3D printing has been one of those industries that started off quite well and then faded off uh, and they've just been left behind. But with all the conditions transforming and COVID presenting the risks of uh, 
the supply chain uh, fragility that we experienced uh, recently, 3D printing will be a focus and it will be that next step to revolutionizing the way we design our societies. And desktop metal is there to lead that front. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. You'll find a detailed report on the attached link as always. And for all you uh, addicts out there, uh, for the equity contrarians, I've also attached a couple of other additional uh, formats here and resources for you to, to dive into as you make your decision with desktop metal in the future. Well, I hope you enjoyed this and on to the next.